What is good, everybody? This is your guy, Manny, and this is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. So we got big news today. Big news, you say? Yeah. So we got Sean Payton going to the Broncos, a guy who semi-retired, a guy who didn't want to be with the Saints. And in all reality, I'm saying, man, this was a hefty price to pay for the Broncos, especially for a coach that you know the coach did not want to be in New Orleans. And then you're able to get a first and a second. It's a no-brainer. I think it's a great deal for both sides. The Saints literally win this because you give up a coach that you're not going to use. You get a 23 first-round pick this year, right? And then you get a 24 second-round pick next year, to my understanding. So it's a great, great deal. We're going to talk about what this deal actually means for fantasy football. We're going to talk about what this deal means in real life in the NFL. And also... Um, you have D'Amico Ryans going to um, going to the Texans. So what does this mean for the Texans? Are they going to draft a quarterback? Are they going to trade up? Are they going to trade down? Uh, what's their philosophy? Do they go defense? Being that Ryans is a is a defensive coach, so do they go defense? Do they say, "Hey, let's go ahead and grab the best defender in the in the draft"? So we're going to look at all these things and more. I'm going to run my intro, and we're going to get this thing on and popping. All right, man. So we're back. So we're back. So I'm going to share my screen. We're going to look at what people are saying. Um, I love to always get insight on what's going on in the league um, from the people on Twitter, the great people on Twitter. So um, Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport, they dropped the news this afternoon and I was I was shocked. To be honest, I did not see a scenario where Sean Payton gets traded this early but i mean you know there's vacant jobs out there people are trying to do what they can to you know go ahead and get the teams to be better so i don't hate the deal it's just i'm just shocked so let me share my screen and then we can kind of go from there all right sharing screen ian rapaport so let's see what ian rapaport is saying yeah, a complex deal that really has been in the works for several days, kind of under the cover of darkness, but the Denver Broncos have now agreed to terms with the New Orleans Saints for compensation to the to complete the trade of Sean Payton. And what it is, is the New Orleans Saints receive a first rounder and a second rounder for Sean Payton and a third rounder going back. So essentially a first rounder and a pick swap now need to finalize a deal uh, now need to finalize a deal with Sean Payton, which should really be no issue. This is going to happen. Sean Payton now expected to be going to be the Denver Broncos head coach. But, Mike, this was not a straight arrow for the Denver Broncos. Listen to what they did. First of all, they targeted D'Amico Ryans as their top choice. Mm -hmm. Then it was clear that was not going to happen. He was going to go to the Texans. Then they flew to Ann Arbor to try to get Jim Harbaugh and convince him to be the coach. Then today... When we all thought they were zeroing in on Sean Payton, they made another run at D'Amico Ryans, failed there, and now go back to Sean Payton and reach a deal with him. So, guys, there you have it. Um, I mean, you know, you can tell that the Broncos really want to change. They wanted Ryan. They tried to get uh, D'Amico Ryan twice. 
It just didn't work. And when that didn't work, when Houston finalized that deal with D'Amico Ryans, guess what happened? They said, you know what? Let's go ahead and make a trade for, you know, Sean Payton. Obviously, they could have brought in a coach who they felt like they didn't have to actually spend draft capital to get. But at the end of the day, they get their guy. And not only that, I think that Sean Payton does help this Broncos offense. You look at what Sean Payton was able to do with Drew Brees. Um, yeah, a complex deal that really has been in the works for oh, several bad, days, kind of under the cover of darkness. It's rolling again. My bad. So here's the timeline, and here's how things went down for the Broncos this last few weeks. They zeroed in on DeMarco, <laughs> DeMarco Ryans, right? DeMico Ryans. I'm sorry. I said DeMarco. DeMico Ryans. I can't talk right now. So they zeroed in, right? They couldn't get it done, right? So they felt like, okay, our next best bet is to, you know, let's try to lure Jim Harbaugh. From Michigan, you know, they 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 you know they were interviewing them, they was trying to get them because and, and then you see they're trying to get the best candidates possible. Demico Ryan's coming in, that means they possibly get an offensive coordinator, you know. Then Jim Harbaugh, they try to get him, that didn't work. They tried to negotiate a Sean Payton deal. Um, and then they tried to hire Ryan's again, that didn't work. And you know, they said, you know what, let's go ahead and pull that trigger. They bring in uh, Sean Payton as their new coach. Everybody wins, right? You have the Texans, they get their guy, and then the Broncos get their guy. So um, what does this really mean for Russell Wilson moving forward? So for me, when I look at Russell Wilson, right, Russell Wilson's legit. He had one bad season, and folks are going crazy. You know, folks go crazy. Folks are saying, oh, Russell Wilson isn't good anymore. Or Russell Wilson isn't that. Russell Wilson is legit. You might say, yes, he's a system guy, Pete Carroll, Seattle. You can say that. That's okay. But let me pull out what Russell Wilson has done over his career. And I think that Sean Payton coming in, we've seen what Sean Payton was able to do with Drew Brees. He's going to be able to do something similar with Russell Wilson. Had a bad season. The system that he was in didn't work. Hence, that's why they fired everybody. They fired Hackett. They fired all these different guys because it just didn't work, right? So you look at Seattle, right? Russell Wilson has been a guy, even in his terrible or bad season in 2021, right? He had 3,100 yards passing, 25 touchdowns, six interceptions. So if anything, he's giving you the low interception numbers, right? Three years prior to that, 2018, Russell Wilson, 3,400 yards, 35 touchdowns, seven picks. 2019, 4,100 yards, 31 touchdowns, five picks. 2020. 2,400 yards, 40 touchdowns, 13 picks. And then that whole running of the ball, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, things just were not going right in 2021. Then people start to say, oh, Russell Wilson is, you know, he's, he, you know, he's washed. He's not good anymore. He's this, he's that. We also have to remember he had that injury on his throwing finger. So that also affected his game. But at the end of the day, he still had a quarterback rating of 103.1. Russell Wilson is legit. Now, enter in 2022. Everybody's looking at Russell Wilson, and, you know, it's like, can he still play? You know, he completed 60% of his passes, right? 3,500 yards, 16 passing touchdowns, 11 interceptions in a new offense, in a new system, everything. I mean, it's going to take a guy a while, right, to get kind of get used to the kind of weapons that he's had. There is nobody that's on the Broncos roster that reminds you of a Kevin uh, Tyler Lockett. There's no Doug Baldwin there. You know, so he has to get used 
to these wide receivers. He started to put something together with Jerry Judy towards the end of the year. And I also think that him and Jerry Judy are going to form some kind of tandem. Now you enter in Sean Payton, right? All Sean Payton needs is for Javante Williams to be healthy. I'm telling you, that offense is going to run very smooth. You're going to see them use Javante Williams a lot similar to how Alvin Kamara was used. They're also going to bring in another running back who's going to be a bruiser. Let's see what they do in the NFL draft. Now being short a pick, what do the Broncos do in the draft? Second round, third round, I can see them possibly grabbing a running back. I definitely see them grabbing a running back in this draft to compliment a Javante Williams. So that's what I see. This offense is going to look a whole lot better. And when you're talking about fantasy production, Russell Wilson ended up as a top 15, top 16, you know, guy. I'm going to get on sleeper. I'm going to pull up some stats, pull up some numbers. We're going to crunch some numbers. We're going to see uh, how everything uh, panned out for Russ and what's to come in the future. So give me a moment. Y'all let me know, is the music in the background too loud? I'm trying to do a little something different. Right, Y'all give me a moment. Pull up Russell Wilson. And then we can kind of like, you know, analyze and, 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 and kind of see. Because what, what happens is when you bring in an offensive mind like a Sean Payton, you know I mean, you gave up some some serious picks to get this guy, right? So when you bring in a guy like this, you have to see how this offense is going to work. And also, I can also see a Sean Payton bringing in another veteran to back up Russell Wilson. It's not a guarantee that Russell Wilson is the only guy. You can see them drive somebody late just to be in the pipeline. If things go south with Russell Wilson and Sean Payton this year, guess what? Russell Wilson is out. If Russell Wilson has another year like he did last year, he's out of here. That just, that just, I mean, he has, something has to change. So Russell Wilson pulling up the stats, pulling up the, the game logs. Let me share my screen once again, and then we can dive in a little bit more. All right. Sleeper app. I love the Sleeper app because it just it's just a great a great tool. I use it a lot when I do a lot of my videos and things of that nature. So, all right, looking at Russell Wilson, what do we know? So when you look at history, this year, like I said, he was QB sixteen in fantasy, right? That's still solid, and that's in a down year. That's in Russell Wilson's worst year of his life. He still ended up as a top sixteen quarterback. Now. You can say, yes, it was a down year for quarterbacks. A couple quarterbacks got hurt. Several quarterbacks got hurt. So you can make that argument, right? But what, but what I want you guys to really zero in on is the end of the year. Let's look at the last two games. He played Kansas City. He had 24 fantasy points. He had 200 yards, 222 yards passing, had a passing touchdown and, a, and, a, uh, and an interception. So that's not great. But then that very last game, Versus the L.A. Chargers where he was able to, you know, come into a zone. He had 283 yards passing, three touchdowns, one interception. This is vintage Russell Wilson. And I'm telling you guys, he's going to run a little bit more this year under Sean Payton. I just think that when you look at what Drew Brees has done in his career, right, and then you look at Russell Wilson, you can you can compare both. You can say that both guys are equally good. Now, obviously, you might give the edge to Drew Brees. Drew Brees has done so much in the league, but 
Russell Wilson is not far off. He's not far off. It's just that he doesn't put up those monster yards like Drew Brees does, but like the short passing game, the quick passing game, the hitting Judy for a five-yard pass that turns into a 15-yard game. All those things come into play. All those things come into play. So when you look at Russell Wilson, um, you have to base it off of, okay, so when you look at the depth chart, right, you have Corlin Sutton. He needs to have a good season. He needs to improve. You have Jerry Judy, who is supposed to have a, a fourth-year breakout, right? You have Tim Patrick, who was hurt last year. He's coming back. You have K.J. Hamler, who was hurt. He's coming back. But that does not mean that the Broncos don't add more to this wide receiving group. I'm telling you, like, this is make or break for K.J. Hamler, make or break for Tim Patrick, even to make or break for uh, Cortland Sutton. But these four guys will not be the only receivers that Russell Wilson ends up with. Then you look at the tight end. Greg Dulcich is a dog. Like, he was able to have a great season. And as a rookie, you don't see rookies come in and ball out in year one, right? So you have that in Greg Dulcich. He's going to do his thing this year, right? But also, when you look at a guy like Alberto, he's not even listed here. I mean, he fell out of grace. He's not listed here. I see the Broncos bringing in another tight end, even if it's not this guy. So we're going to see what happens uh, it's, it's a real interesting is a real interesting situation. Uh, defense is going to be straight. I'm expecting the Broncos to take a huge leap. They're going to. I mean, you have to when you trade for a Sean Payton. It's. I mean, it's huge. You have Russell Wilson. He's still good. Still a good quarterback. Now I, I feel like he's going to be in the right system to be able to succeed. I see Russell Wilson being back to a top seven fantasy quarterback. A top uh, uh, five. Uh, uh, NFL quarterback in real life. So it's going to be real interesting. Now, let's go ahead and shift focus to um, a team like Houston, right? You just trade for D'Amico Ryans, and he's supposed to be your guy, right? So you're coming in with a defensive-minded coach, right? So they're expected to do some great things this year, right? Also, the Houston Texans had the number one pick overall. But guess what they did? They ended up winning that game, and then now they'll be drafted number two. Now, you have a choice here. Will Levis gets all the hype from Kentucky. They say he, he can be the next Josh Allen. He has the most upside, right? All right. We're not going to make this thing a race thing. It's not about a race thing. It's not about who's white, who's black, any of that. It's just all about if you have talent, you have talent. I think that Bryce Young is nice. I think that Bryce Young is possibly the best quarterback in this draft. But then you can make a case for a guy like C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud played great in the playoffs right and then you can look at cj and say is cj playing with better weapons than bryce young but both guys have phenomenal talent on offense alabama ohio state right so then it it, it, it just all boils down to what kind of offensive system are the texans going to run they also have a second first round pick which i feel they should get one of these top wide receivers in this draft I would love to see Quentin Johnston in Houston, possibly with a Bryce Young. Doesn't really matter. It could be a C.J. Stroud, but I don't know if Will Levis is the guy for, for the Texans. And if he is, the Texans should trade back. He's going to be there between that five to seven range. So maybe you might see a team like Carolina. They want the you know number two pick. They want a quarterback. Or you have the Bears who have a choice to get the best defender from Georgia, if they choose, 
are they willing to trade back in the first round to acquire more assets? But the main question is, how far are the Bears willing to move back? So it's, it's just that whole funny business like, okay, well, the Texans shot themselves in the foot by winning that game. That didn't matter. Now they're in this position. They should have a chance to get whatever quarterback that they want, even at number two. Um, if you're the Bears, do you go ahead and take a Bryce Young? Do you, do you feel like Justin Fields is the guy? Do you really believe in Justin Fields? Maybe there's a quarterback in this draft that you like more. So a lot of different situations. But as far as the Texans, having two first-round picks, you know, usually when you see a team this bad, you don't have anybody who wants to come in and take this job because of the situation. But the situation is the Texans do have two first-round picks, right? So you can do a lot of different things. You can go offense. You can go defense. You can trade down from two to, let's say, seven and acquire more assets. So congratulations to the Saints getting their guy congratulations to the texans getting their guy it's going to be real interesting to see these two teams from this point forward meaning today how they navigate and build the rest of their teams each year we see a coach getting fired like right after the super bowl like right around this time you're going to see movement you're going to see a guy like Derek carr he becomes available right if Derek carr becomes available where does Derek carr go so now it's like a domino effect so you have Derek Carr. I've heard rumors that Derek Carr could go to the Jets. Does he really fit that system? I don't know. My prediction is I think that Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. They have Hackett, right? So offense should be better. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, maybe to add another wide receiver to that group. They start to build something there. The Jets are a quarterback away from a nice contending team, right? So I think Aaron Rodgers' best case scenario. Then I've also heard Tom Brady going to a team like the um, going to the Bucks. So if Tom Brady goes to the Bucks, what happens? All right. So now you have Trey Lance, right? You have a Trey Lance problem. So let's say Tom Brady goes to San Francisco, right? Brock Purdy's confidence doesn't go down, right? So now you have Brock Purdy. Sitting back a year, learning from the best to ever do it. Brock Purdy takes over next year. Tom Brady rocks with San Francisco in order to get them over the hump, which means trying to get another Super Bowl. Tom Brady is definitely capable. Now, the weapons that they have, is it enough? We've, we've, I mean, we've also heard wherever Tom Brady goes, Gronkowski might go. So what does a Gronkowski and George Kittle brand team look like? The receiving core. Uh, Debo Samuel, you have um, Brandon Ayuk, right? You have Christian McCaffrey with Tom Brady. I think that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. The San Fran is literally a quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl. They've tried the last four to five years. It hasn't worked with the likes of Jimmy Garoppolo and now Brock Purdy and the rest of this. So bring in Tom Brady, have Brock Purdy. And then they're also saying maybe Trey Lance gets traded to the Tennessee Titans. If Trey Lance gets traded to the Tennessee Titans, like what is his value? What do you actually think you're going to get for a Trey Lance? Possibly a second round pick in a fourth or maybe a second and a fifth. I don't see any team trading a first round pick for Trey Lance. It just doesn't make any sense, right? So a lot of different scenarios. It's going to be a, a, um, a domino effect, right? So let's say in my scenario, Tom Brady goes from the, um, from the Bucks. Two 49ers, right? 
Trey Lance goes from the 49ers to the Titans, right? Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. Now, what teams are left? You, you Like somebody has to come and play in Vegas, right? Derek Carr is leaving. He has a no trade clause, so he needs to go to wherever he feels like he can be an asset. Here comes the Washington Commanders. They have Sam Howell, but they're not content. They're another one of those teams that are, are a quarterback away from being a serious contender in the playoffs. Does Derek Carr now get – does he go to Washington? Is that the quarterback that the commanders need? I'm not saying that happens, but it's going to be a domino. If teams are filling their quarterback needs, Green Bay, they need a quarterback. Is Jordan Love the guy? You got to see what you got in him. You got him in the first round. So all I'm saying is there will be quarterback movement this year, and it possibly could be worse than it was last year. Remember last year with Carson Wentz and this guy, Baker, and this and that. It's going to be moving all over the NFL, and I am here for it. Free agency is going to be crazy. The draft is going to be crazy. This is going to be a down year for running backs in terms of getting paid because this 23 class that's coming in, it's ridiculous. You have running backs out the wazoo coming out in this 23 class, and it's going to affect guys like outside of guys like Pollard. Well, he broke his leg. You know, you have Pollard. You have Saquon. The top running backs get paid, right? Then what do you do with the rest? You're going to have every team in the NFL with three, two to three quality running backs per team. You're going to have guys that have been in the league for a while. They're going to be out of jobs because there's not enough jobs to contain the amount of running backs that are coming in. This running back class will be as good as the class that Kamara and all those guys came out from. I think it was the, what, the 20, 2009 class or 2013 class. I'm sorry, man. I don't even know what class that was. I'm going to look it up real quick. The class that had Kamara and Cole. Kamara NFL draft. Yeah, that class was sick. And I think um, Alvin Kamara ended up going, like, what was it, in the third round? So, yeah, that's a, that, that was a 2017 class. 2017 class. Awesome draft class. Uh, tons and tons of running backs. I'm going to share my screen. We're going to run through that real quick before I end the stream. So all I'm saying is that this 23 class could be as good as that 2017 class, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was a class. So this one had uh, Fournette at four, had Christian McCaffrey at eight. Then it had another running back. I mean, yeah, I think it had another running back in the first round. Was it Rashad Penny? No, no, okay. Nope. Let me keep going down. Okay, Dalvin Cook went in the second round. So Dalvin Cook went 41 overall. And then Joe Mixon went 48 overall. And if you keep going down, Alvin Kamara went 67. That's third round, right? You keep going down. I'm telling you, there were so many running backs in this class. Kareem Hunt, he goes in the third round. And you guys remember how his year went when he started. He was balling for these guys. Hey, Meese, what's good, brother? Appreciate you hopping on the stream. All right, so you have Kareem Hunt. He, I mean, balled out of control, and he went pick 86. Uh, who else was in this? Okay, Deontay Foreman. You can say, oh, Deontay Foreman didn't have an impact until, what, last year because it's an injury. But you still got to respect that Deontay Foreman was in that same 2017 class. I'm telling you, that class is stacked. And sometimes you don't see gems until two, three, four years later. Moving along, you also see um, James Conner. 
He went pick 105. That's still in the third round. Look at how many gems went in the third round, and these guys made Pro Bowls. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm telling you guys. This 2023 class is going to be crazy. I think you're going to see some game-changing running backs in this class. I'll go, I'll be doing a you know another video later breaking down um all these different running backs. But here's what makes me mad. I'm a big Commanders fan and my Commanders in a class where everything is stacked and so many guys, these guys go and grab Samaj P Ryan. Now, to Samaj P Ryan's credit, He's been balling out recently, so I cannot be mad at Samaj P. Ryan, right? He went pick 114. He's been a solid. He's still in the league. To be in the league from 2017 till now, 2023, that's a testament to how good he's been in his role as a backup. Moving along, Tariq Cohen. Y'all remember him? He was a baller. Next thing you know, he gets hurt, but he was also a pro bowler. And he went pick 119. We keep on going. Joe Williams, he, you know, I won't say that that he's a nobody because I mean he made the NFL, so I'm gonna respect him, but I don't know him. Um, probably, you know, possibly didn't work out. Donnell uh, Pumphrey, he was a guy that had a lot of hope. I remember this guy, and uh, from San Diego State, yeah, it, it just didn't work out. But I mean, people knew him. Jamal Williams, y'all remember him? I mean, he was a top. Uh, I think he led the NFL in rushing uh, touchdowns this year. You know, he was in this draft, and that's pick 134. I mean, telling you guys, this list goes on and on and on. Wayne Gallman, y'all remember him? Played for the Giants. He's been solid. Played, played, uh, played for the 49ers as well. Now, granted, you know, he's not in the league anymore or kind of bouncing around, but he was relevant for a point in time. Moving on at pick 143, Marlon Mack. He was solid, man. This guy was solid. Um... I mean, had two great years and then injuries. Now he's a backup, but he's still in the league. Let's keep moving on. Let's see if we can find any more running backs. Brian Hill, he kind of hung around for a little bit. Didn't really do much in the league. Jeremy Nichols didn't do much in the league. I believe he plays for the Titans now, and he is, well, plays for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers now. More of a special teams guy. Um, who else? Running backs. TJ Logan, don't really know him. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Pick 182. And we know that Aaron Jones is a beast. Mind you, Jamal Williams got picked before Aaron Jones. I'm telling you guys, this is a great class. And Aaron Jones is still running strong from, from, uh, from UTEP. So it doesn't really matter where these running backs are coming from sometimes. It's just all about plugging into the right system and going to work. Uh, Elijah McGuire. I had a lot of hopes for this guy. And he just never really worked out. He went pick 188. Uh, running backs, let's see, let's see. D'Angelo Henderson, he didn't work out. I remember him very well for the Broncos. Just didn't just didn't pan out. Did not pan out. Who else was in this class? Running backs. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I think this is getting to the point to where these guys start to fizzle a lot a bit. Kalfani Muhammad, I, I do not remember him. Elijah Hood, barely remember him. Chris Carson. In the seventh round, I'm telling you guys, this 27 class was special. You get a Chris Carson in the seventh round. This guy's been around in the league. He's done some good things. He's had some thousand yard seasons. Um, he was he was great. He was great. So I just love to see these guys, you know, uh, um, step up and and and, and do great things. Uh, Matthew Day, days I don't remember him now. 
We also have to remember that there's an undrafted free agent pool. Let's see what other running backs were in this pool. You have Dare Ogumbole, Ogumbuale. Um, you know, he's hung around. I think he plays for the Jags last I heard. So he's, you know, he's been around. Um, solid guy. Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler was in this draft, y'all. He was an undrafted free agent. Wow. And we know who Austin Eckler is now, you know. But back then, he didn't have that, you know, look at where he played. Western Colorado, just things just didn't pan out. But just goes to show you, I've listed at least 10 Pro Bowl running backs that came out in this draft. Oh, also, Corey Clement came out in this draft as an undrafted free agent. And also, Matt Breida. A guy that went to the um, went to the 49ers and you know created a, a nice little niche for himself and he's still in the league, still doing great things. So just kind of wanted to go down memory lane. Now, for those of you guys that are coming into the into the stream, you guys are like, what the heck does this running back class have to do with you know D'Amico Ryan's or uh or uh, this guy or that guy? Just is what it is. Just is what it is. I just wanted to go down memory lane. Talk about free agency. Just kind of flow. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, Broncos get their guy. Texans get their guy. Running back, free agency, and draft is going to be wild. I'm interested to see where all these different guys go. I'm interested to see, can the 23 class end up beating the 2017 class? All I'm going to say is it's hard. This 2017 class had tons of backs from undrafted free agent guys to – to guys who came in in the first round and, and, you know, made waves guys that went in the third round. I think that second, third round was that sweet spot for, you know, a lot of running backs. So this year is going to be a lot of the same thing. We all know that you got guys like B. John Robinson and Jameer Gibbs who are going to go in that first round, but then you have other running backs. I don't want to reveal these guys because for fantasy purposes, new video coming out, breaking down these running backs that are going to be in the rookie draft. But um, yeah, man, great things are happening. NFL draft is coming up. If you guys are new to the channel, please like, please subscribe, please share. And I'm going to catch you guys on that next stream. I'm out. Peace.